Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Rick Shields, episode 138, here with co-host Guy. Um, we've just been out on the golf course. We've been blown away, quite literally. By my skills. <laughs> Breaking 90 just, I by, think, maybe. By, by the Irish Sea. Um, yeah, we've literally, this morning, but this the episode won't come out for a few weeks, we played at Royal Liverpool this morning. We did for a break 75. 6.45am, we teed off. So if this podcast lacks a little bit of energy, a little bit of enthusiasm, a little bit of passion, blame it on the fact we both got battered around Royal Liverpool. I've got, I've had two cans of Monster this morning. I'm ready to go, so I'm not <laughs> going to be tired and down. I'm raring to go. The golf course beat me, destroyed me. I can give away my score. Yours is a secret because obviously people want to wait for the episode and what an episode it will be. I got beat up. Um, but you know what, Rick? Golf in the wind is hard. Golf is hard. Golf is hard. <laughs> Golf on a Lynx course in the wind, uh, off quite far back tees with thick rough is hard. And the wind obviously makes the holes harder when it's into the face, clearly. But it's not just the tee shots that are daunting. It then obviously leaves you a longer second shot in. You naturally end up hitting that further away from the hole, sometimes off the green. you then got a chip. The wind then blows the ball on your chips as well. Yeah, Puts, and then put in. Yeah, it's... You know, you know what? I honestly, I don't, I don't like downhill, downwind holes. Off a tee, I do. That's it. Yeah, they, they, I, they're hard to get close to the flag. So yeah, that that episode is going to come out next week. We also um, last Friday, we've actually we're going to be banking three break seventy fives really close together. So apologize, apologize to everyone last week that didn't get one. One, I was caddying open qualifying for my mate John Beasley, which you've probably seen the clip on YouTube now. And two, um, my foot was still a bit injured, so we couldn't really start going shooting and um, filming a lot more. So on Friday, we did Moortown yep. in Leeds, which honestly, I thought it was one of my favourite courses I've played. Yeah, Moortown, what a golf course. Heathland-style golf course, just off the main road, bizarrely. And when you're on the golf course, you would never think you're right near a busy like street and stuff. So that's Incredible. going to be coming out this Friday. Yes. And then we did Royal Liverpool, which will be coming out Open Week Friday and very well timed because it's actually next year's open venue. So even though the circus will be at St. Andrews that week, 
you'll be watching me at Royal Liverpool where the circus will be next year. The circus was there today. <laughs> <laughs> the clown was there, don't you worry. I was with my jester pants. <laughs> what a uh, d- <laughs> so yeah no it was all, all good fun um and then we've got a busy week as well going up to scotland tomorrow uh filming some very exciting videos which will be coming soon and also we'll have a guest fingers crossed not like to say anything too early but we've got a major winner as a guest on the show hopefully for the, i say hopefully just in case anything goes not to plan. Yeah. Everything should be going to plan on Wednesday. And if it does, it'll mean in the next few weeks, we'll have a banger of a video where I take on a tour pro against starting 10 on the par. Yeah. No disrespect to Tommy Fleetwood, Ollie Westwood, because they are absolute legends of the game. And not only that, they're really nice blokes. This guy is that next level up, I would say. Well, he's a major winner. Yeah. He's got a green jacket, that's all I'm going to say. So that'll be coming up very soon. And then also, while we're up in Scotland, we're going to film another Break 75 at an iconic venue. Um, and then back down the road, only for really a long weekend, um, away from St. Andrews, because we'll be back up there again the following Tuesday for the 150th Open Championship at St. Andrews, I'm feeling excited for that. That's what it now. Shut up. <laughs> I am rid- honestly. I'm seeing now. Obviously, we were there a few weeks ago, and I, well, I was there a couple of weeks ago when I finished my walk. I, I'm actually going to have to have a count of how many times I've been there this year because it's a been a lot. It has been a lot. I am going to buy a house there definitely. Do? I've probably timed it wrong. I should have bought it before this year, but either way, um, I'm getting excited now because all the grandstands are properly up. So we'll see them tomorrow because we're staying in St. Andrews tomorrow night. Yes. And we are seeing um, tour pros and play, players that are playing in the open already getting sneaky practice rounds in. Yeah. I've seen Justin Rose getting a sneaky practice round in. Play, players like Harry Higgs and a few others. There are still players qualifying to get in the open. And there will be again this weekend mm-hmm. with the Scottish Open, etc. So there's still going to be spots available for the Open. It's just... Oh Don't God, come around here claiming now that you like the Open as much as I do. I You're you. normally a Master's guy. It, yeah, but I can't be the Master's guy in July. July I'm, I'm the Open guy all year round. I Ju- wear this hat all year round. And I know you wear an Open hat sometimes. <laughs> July, I'm <laughs> Open. Master's, I am April. <laughs> <laughs> you're never the uspga so yeah it's it's exciting times tiger is currently right now as we speak playing in ireland at adair manor the jp mcmanus uh, pro-am uh the field there looks incredible it's kind of a charity day pro-am looks in looks phenomenal definitely got to get out to adair manor very soon there was talks we might have been going this week, but it never quite materialised. Um, but he's he's there. He's playing. I've just literally, before this podcast started, I saw him hitting warm-up shots on the range. He looks like he's got about 15 layers of clothes on because obviously he's acclimatising. Mm. But he's going to have a couple of weeks of acclimatising to English, UK weather. Not English. UK weather, Ireland. And then I think, he, from what I know... Of Tiger, he spends quite. Do a you bit, know a lot about Tiger? Quite a bit. <laughs> I know him well, do you? <laughs> when he texts me, he spends quite a lot of time in Ireland in pre- preparation for the Open. Why not? So he'll kind of stay away. Um, where does he go and practice now? Uh, Mount Ah, oh. Mount Juliet. I want to say Mount Juliet, but that's, that's a, where they've just done the Irish yeah. Open, and that's not a Lynx course, is it? He practices somewhere really linksy. I can't think what it's called. American now. Golf Dublin. It's, it's <laughs> on a simulator. Yeah. Oh, what's it? That's going to frustrate you. But anyway, he's there. He's hitting golf balls. He's he's done what he promised. He he he's doing what he promised back in 
the Masters in April when he said, I'll play in the Open. He's doing it, seems to me, unless he gets injured in this next couple of weeks. But, um, yeah, so it's all going on. Well, the, the thing is, if the episode that we're hoping to record on Wednesday goes ahead for this amazing tour pro, which, fingers crossed, it will, that might be the next podcast out, potentially. So this today might be our chance to have a bit of an open preview. Um, obviously, it is the best major in golf. I think we can we can agree on that. Certainly this month, you can go back to the, to the Masters in April. That's fine. Um, but I'm excited. Obviously, we're going, which you've just said. I, I can't wait for it, and I actually just can't wait to watch the golf as well because it's a course I now feel like I know quite well. There's obviously certain iconic holes that most people know. And certainly, from watching the videos of Break Seventy Five, people know them even more now. I just can't wait to see how those guys play around there because there's different ways. You could literally just try and bomb it and hit it miles, which I'm sure some some guys will. But you can be a bit more strategic off the tee and, and hopefully use the fairways, use the run and get kind of up there with a two iron. Who's going to do well? Who's yeah. going to win? What do you think? Well, for me, unless something dramatically changes, it's not going to be a really burnt out no. old course this year. Like It's so, only a week away, really, isn't it? So so we have seen in the past, again, going to Royal Liverpool today, I remember back in 2014 or, and 2006 when Tiger won, it was it was as hard Pure as this table. Baked. It was really, really, really hard. The weather in the UK at the moment, certainly for our US audience, it has been quite wet. We've had quite a wet summer so far, so everything's actually quite lush and green. Well, it's weird it's been wet, but then it has been quite nice. And that combination that you said has made it lush and actually a lot of growth. Yeah, so it's super, super green. On, that's not typical for, for Lynx golf courses this time of year. And it's probably made the rough juicier, mm. like thicker and kind of graspier. So I don't know who that really plays in the, the hands of because the short hitters aren't getting the advantage of the bounding balls down the fairway, even though you'll still get run. Yeah. The long hitters aren't getting the advantage of, of really wispy, you know, light rough. They're getting really juicy, thick, heavy rough if they hit it offline. So it, it's Patrick. It's long yeah, and straight now. He is he? long and straight. He's picked up some real ball speed. So I feel like the conditions are going to play a massive part. Again, after we've just played the Royal Liverpool this morning, it's astonishing how much the wind does affect every single shot. Now, I've been lucky enough to play the old course three times now in the, the correct way around. How different was the first time we played with, yeah. with your dad and your brother compared to like the time when we last played it? Or, the well, time, he, or, he, or even, sorry, very quick one, the time when we played it first, then I played King's Barnes the day after, then I played the old course in reverse, then I played the old course again. The, the conditions were totally different oh, every day. It's no secret that you can score around the old course. And I'll sometimes get chatting to people at the driving range or whatever who say, oh, I've actually played I'm lucky enough to have played it. And certainly decent players will often say, oh, yeah, I shot level or I shot one under or I shot one over, whatever it might be, around par. And that's a score you can easily see. If it's calm or there's that certain wind, would you say it's best where you've got it kind of off the back right on 18 and 17? So it's like the wind we had last time we played. Helping yeah, I you think on, so, yeah. yeah. Well, if you play in those conditions, you can get a good score. But yeah. equally, at the first time we played, which was horrendous. Oh, it was, it was un, borderline unplayable. Yeah, you can shoot a million. Um, so it, the weather obviously comes into it massively. The Open Championship, that, that's a given. We know that. But what I think as well this year could be different is the fact that every major is massive. And certainly the guys going in always try and claim that they treat it like any other week, which I guess in preparation they might do because they don't want to suddenly have a different routine and feel weird. But surely they feel a bit more nervous in a major. Not only is it a major, it's arguably the biggest or the sec you know, it's the opening the masters, I think we can say, are the biggest for most people. But it's also the hundred and fiftieth. And again, it's at St Andrews. So do you, want to, do you want to throw a little tiny bit more 
Um, Tigers playing. Tigers playing. And also, don't forget, all the controversy that's been going for the last two months mm. with Liv, yeah. PGA Tour, banning DP World Tour, strengthening their alliance with the PGA Tour. There's going to be a lot of locking of horns this this that, that week at the Open. It's not going to be... Everyone's not going to be as friendly with each other. No, they just the, can't the, be. There's, there's going to be a lot more kind of hidden plot lines where... There's, we're going to find there's going to be a, a situation where someone like a Rory, mm-hmm. who's very strong, pinned his master the PJ Tour, inevitably getting drawn out with DJ. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's or Bryson DeChambeau. It's going to happen, and there's gonna be some kind of tension or some kind of hostility between those those players, really, from well, the PJ Tour and Live now. Exactly, and that's you know both of those two tours will want one of the players to win because that just gives them even more kind of credibility but yeah I, ju- I just think maybe these players don't feel like this I, I, I'd i be surprised if they don't though they're going to go into this feeling like this is a big one to win obviously all majors are but again this one does feel very very different so it, you think is does that favour someone that's done it before that's, that's already won a major that's been down that 72nd hole and, and held the nerve together I don't know but one thing I do know is I'm going to be glued to it well we're there aren't we we're going to be watching it so much but um, write write three names in your phone of players you think are gonna win. Um, okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it quickly. Okay, I'm gonna say um, him. I'm gonna say. Um, mine are quite rubbish, really. Um, why have I only got one at name at the moment? I've got three very um, very kind of standard ones at the minute. Okay. Are we, are we saying have them you ever written them down? Yeah, written them down. So these are locked in. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are, are your answers locked in? Yeah, they're locked in. Diddle, 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 diddle. No hands. Okay. First name. Scotty Scheffler. Okay. <laughs> mine have, mine yeah, has, no, I know. Listen, great shout. I didn't, I didn't even think of him. Yeah. I didn't even think of him. How weird's that? He's going to be up there, isn't it? Unless something drastic happens, so why not? Rory. He's mine. Yeah, I've got him as well. Next one. Well, I've got those two. My last one, again, very bait one, but Will Zalatoris. Yeah. I've gone Tony Fee now. Yeah, good shout. And last one, Fleetwood. Yeah, I'm not sure on Tommy. I've love just gone for a bit of a love. Yeah. Like, I'd love... I would actually I love any of those three to play. Oh, yeah. I mean... Uh, play, <laughs> to win. <laughs> I, w- I would love... I think... I would love Rory to do it. I think he's been playing really well. I think he's been playing very, very good, good golf this year. He's not won a major for a long time now how many is it eight years now yeah well this is another thing so last night and i was going to bed this is a weird thing i was thinking about like rory (laughs) sounds weird (laughs) what was it the drives yeah he shits it so long and straight no i was just thinking about um the fact that like you just said it's eight years ago i think i know it white was it's because today we obviously went and played royal liverpool which is where last one is open to 2014 so that's eight years ago i was trying to work out what was the last iPhone? What was the iPhone that was current then? It was the wow. iPhone 5S. Okay. So when you think about that, I know it sounds a ridiculous way of explaining <laughs> it, but think about iPhone 5S, 6, 6S, go on and on. That's how long it actually was. Wow. Like eight years ago, Scotty Scheffler was just 18 years old. He was a little kid, essentially. It's a long time. But I had no kids. You had no kids. I just, I'd literally just got married. I had no kids. You had 175 ball speed. Yeah. I had more hair. And Less her in some ways because I had no beard. That's true. <laughs> so probably not the same amount of her. And how many how many subscribers? Do you reckon maybe 
50,000? Yeah, I don't know. 50, yeah. But what's maybe, mad, maybe if he'd just gone off the boil completely, that wouldn't be like, oh yeah, whatever happened to Rory McIlroy? He's so good still. He he's will been, win another one. in the top 10 for so it's, much of that time. It's, it's, it's outrageous how good he is. I'll tell you what, I did see another stat when you talk about um, Scotty Scheffler. It was like, he's been world number one now for X amount of weeks. Oh, I saw this. Have you seen this? Yeah. He's now only got five years and X amount of months to catch up to Tiger's reign of longest world number one. So it's like... You know what? It's madness. I absolutely love Tiger Woods. That's that's no secret. He's my favourite golfer. He's a legend and blah, blah, blah. I think so much of him. He's great, whatever. But... I love him. But (laughs) at the same time, I do feel like I kind of can sometimes see a little bit why people who aren't that keen on him get a bit sick of the hype. Like, for example, the Open, I'm absolutely made up his play and I really am and obviously see him in the flesh and hopefully I mean if he won it that would be my dream if he waves to you if he hey waves guys, nods listen, at me, to, listen to the podcast yo, just, just cheers with the kind of monster each <laughs> um, I might even wear a leg sleeve just for the sake of it um, but like there will be a lot of attention on them won't, won't yeah. he and then rightly so but then can you see a little bit why people do get a bit annoyed with it when he's not really doing much at the moment obviously competing not even been playing never mind competing I just think he's still. Oh, I just think he's still. How long has that gone forever? Yeah, yeah. He's he's won that. He's got that mantle. Just deserves it. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't disagree. I'm he's just saying I can I can understand a little bit why people who aren't huge Tiger fans do get a little bit annoyed that there's probably some other. Well, there is definitely other guys who are playing really good golf at the moment who won't get anywhere near the coverage who probably deserve it on merit right now. I'd actually like to meet a non-Tiger fan and ask him why. Why? Why do they not like Tiger? Why do you hate the god? But anyway, that's a yeah, different, different time, different topic. Um, Apart from that, I didn't watch a great deal of golf this weekend. Well, that's I'm not going to lie to you. Last thing on the Open, though, before we close it. I mean, obviously, we will probably... We might be doing some bonus podcasts in St. Andrews. We're not definitely sure on that. If we do, they might only be potentially on the actual audio stream. What, what are you thinking about this? Yeah, I don't think you're sure. You look a bit like you're not sure. We did discuss it. I know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I feel like you're looking at everything. I don't know anything about this. What do you think? No, no I don't know, yeah. I've not we decided. might do, but if we do, it will be on the podcast feed. It won't be videoed, probably, because it's harder to do it over up there and stuff. So make sure you subscribe on Apple or Spotify. Even if you're normally someone that watches the podcast, subscribe to them so you don't miss them. Correct. Um, but also, just a quick thing, I always wanted to call this out. Um, there's actually something really cool on Monday. So a week, to, well, a week today, a week yesterday when you listen to this. What will that be? Monday the 11th? That's Is that right. right? Yeah. Yep. So, obviously, it's the week of the Open. Um, there is the celebration of champions, which is basically 48 champions will play, this is cool, 1, 2, 17 and 18 of the old course, which you did with Tom Watson. Um, but normally, it's done with, like, obviously, past champions, male golfers. This year, they've got a little bit of a different format. Um, so, it's champions of women's golf, obviously, the men's game and disability golf you got Rory is playing. Um, I think Marikawa's playing. Obviously, like a guy like Tom Watson, I believe, are playing. And then obviously the women's champions, disability champions. But it's on TV. It's on Well, it's on YouTube. So it's on, um, starts at 2.30 through till about 6.30. It's on theopen.com, uh, the Open's YouTube. And it'll be on Sky in the UK, NBC in the US. And it's on um, radio, theopen.com. That's awesome. So, so I'm, I'm not... Are you got, we're not going up that Monday now, are we? No, I don't think we are. I'm playing at a charity um, golf course. That's a so plug for the R&A because I'm hoping I get some tickets for my family. So I'm joking. <laughs> um, however, another quick plug then for the Open and the R&A, but this, this is something you really, really need to get involved in. Have they paid in. for these plugs? This week, yeah. This week, uh, the videos I filmed a few weeks ago are starting to be 
release. Yes. So the itinerary. And a lot of these are on the Open's YouTube channel. So make sure you check out The Open on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe because you're going to see your boy. Tom Watson. Making some videos. <laughs> you're going to see the, the, the big boy. And, have, and just while you're there, just go on, go on videos and go on most popular videos on The Open's YouTube channel. The Open, the best major in the whole of the world, way better than the Masters channel. Go on videos, most popular, <laughs> and up there at the top. Just a quick one. Is Was your it boy? your birthday yesterday? Is your boy? It's my birthday. How yesterday. old did you turn? Uh, old enough. One. Thirty-six. Thirty-six. And you sat this in your boy <laughs> and a microphone. <laughs> I'm trying to be cool with the kids. That's that's what's happened. I've got a midlife crisis. What would your wife if she knew this is what you're doing? And you're going, your boy. She she just thinks I play golf like every day. You do really. That's true. So, um, oh, I nearly unsubscribed from the open then accidentally. Right. So today, yesterday, sorry. The first video goes live where it's me and Iona Steven doing the Skyline Challenge. It's your boy. It's your boy <laughs> and Iona Booyakasha. <laughs> we are um, we <laughs> we are doing um, a challenge. I, was like, I, I like saying it almost like it's not been done. We did a challenge where we hit golf balls from the roof, the actual bloody roof of the Old Course Hotel down to the 17th green. Me and Iona doing the closest to pin challenge. That's going out today on the YouTube, oh, sorry, yesterday, Monday. Then Tuesday, it's the road hole challenges. Again, me versus Iona. We hit shots from the road hole bunker, from the wall, and actually from the road itself, which I actually did very well from the you road did. itself. Then on Wednesday is the biggie. Wednesday is the one you need to put in your diary. So tomorrow? You've not, not missed it. It's coming, right? This is on my channel. The big boy channel. <laughs> Four hole challenge. Kind of... kind of. We did mention it last week. We explained it last week. I did I explain it again. No, explain it again. I'm I just saying. It's, it's a big deal. People no, might not listen. No, 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 explain it again. I'm just saying. That's just me on the golf course. Whatever. Well, I'm trying no. to big it up. But. Go on, big it up. It's me on the old course. <laughs> yeah, boy. At St. Andrews, playing with legend Tom Watson. Yes. In reverse, four holes, me and him. Can we break par? That's coming Wednesday. And then on Thursday, we do the Monster Putt Challenge. It's not a scary one. It's, a, oh, that's, that's saying Saturday now. Uh, Monster Putt Challenge, where me and Iona try to hold 200 foot putts on the biggest green in Europe um, on the 5th and 13th at the old course. And then the last one is, um, oh, that was the surprise challenge on Thursday where we took a couple of fans from the, um, who were watching around the 18th and they could win tickets to the Open. It's all going to be amazing. It's all build up and hype for the best major championship in the world. You're better than the Masters. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's, <laughs> I, I wasn't trying to put you down then. There. I was just trying to say that I didn't know if you were going to pretend people didn't know what's happening and go against a golfer and then Oh, I, don't, I, can't, I can't remember what I said last yesterday, man. I'm getting old now. Yeah, 36. You know what I mean? I can't, 36, 37. 36. 36. I can't, like, I can't like, remember all these things that I said last week. What did you get for your birthday? Um, aftershave. Nice. What flavour? <laughs> <laughs> I got a really nice um, bottle of uh, Paca Rabanne. Nice. I got two bottles of Boss and I got, no. I got a bottle of, oh, what's it called? Uh, this, like the silver one. It's nice. Mm. I can't think of what it's got. That's the one my wife got me as well. I probably should remember that. Um, I got some other bits: wine, chocolate. Yeah. You don't get that. You don't get that much. Do you? Oh, what clothes. would you have loved? What if you, someone could get you a present worth, let's just say, two hundred quid? 
What would you have absolutely loved? What would have been the thing you go, that's class? Um, little second-hand Scotty. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> if you could, why you click on that. <laughs> a, little second, like a bit of a thin, worn-out grip, but the head covers in decent condition. <laughs> and like, really, like, oh my God, thanks. <laughs> she's like, she puts in like a golf club box. I'm like, she's bought me a golf club. What the hell is she doing? And then like you say, it's a class one. The only qualm is 35 inches. Like, oh, it's nearly perfect, but I still have it. Yeah, I'm not sure, actually. I don't, the thing is, if... Yeah, I don't know. Birthdays are a bit rubbish, aren't they, when you get older? Yeah. It's a bit depressing, really. I drank a lot. Did you? Yeah, had some nice food. Went for a nice Italian. Got my hair cut. And uh, watched uh, Minions at the cinema. Yeah. Which, by the way, everybody listening, terrible film. Terrible. Terrible. I mean, I shouldn't have gone on my own. I should have <laughs> <laughs> my wife... The thing is, if you watch it four times on your own, it's going to get a bit boring. My wife did say, take the kids, will you? I'm like, no, it's my birthday. <laughs> I'm going to the cinema. Rick want minions. <laughs> you know I did? Very quick story, though. I, I was a bit annoyed, and I, and I kind of spat my dummy out a bit. So about halfway through, I was a bit peckish. We had a few bits and food. I've been eating really well recently. And uh, I thought, you know what? I really fancy a hot dog. Just really, really, really fancy a hot dog, right? So I went... £5,000, please. <laughs> so, uh, luckily for me, my, my daughter needed the toilet. So I was like, right, here's my opportunity. So I took her to the toilet. Then went and queued up for a hot dog. It took forever. Forever and ever and ever to get served. It was so slow. Got this hot dog. Asked, they asked me, what, what do I want? So just hot dog with ketchup, right? £7.50. £7.50. It's like over $10, people. I bought a kind of monster, £2.70. Do you not take so stuff with you? I was nearly falling asleep. Well, we had taken snacks, yeah. but that, all that. So <laughs> you'd like mangle this bun and put the oh. put the sausage in, squirted a load of ketchup on, which I appreciated, I must admit. But then the packaging, it, it got put on the desk on, like, in front of me. And as I went to pick up the packaging, it, it like tipped sideways. The sausage fell out onto the actual payment desk. And I was like, you know, I'm so much in a rush and so hungry. I just picked it up with all of its germs and everything. Oh. <laughs> and uh, continu- continued to eat it. So that's how I uh, got sam- salmonella. 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 <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> Food poisoning. Salmonella. Salmonella this week. Um, well, anyway, it should make me stronger. Um, golf. Yeah. So this, this, yeah, golf. <laughs> Basically, I am not sure about live golf. Okay. I know we've talked about it before, and you know what? It's part of the world of golf now. We have to talk, so about, we we have talk to... about talk about it. It'd be odd. Right. So this week. They had um, the Portland event. That's even, I don't even know what you really call each one massively. Like, just the place it was at. Yeah. Pumpkin The Ridge. second event. Second event. Um, and it started on Thursday. And it was, again, it was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Obviously, 54 holes, three days. And because it was in Portland, Oregon, it was a really big time difference to us. It's like minus eight hours. So it only really started at like 9 p.m. our time, yeah. which isn't ideal because, you know, even though it's a shorter package, you're not going to be able to watch it all the way through. So 9 o'clock comes or 5 to 9 or whatever. I got onto YouTube. It's a live stream again on YouTube. It's free, which is all big ticks in my opinion. Put it on. Countdown kind of clock comes on. What what started them off this this time? Because um, last, last I don't know if there was planes again. I can't really remember. It was uh, it was just a horn, I think. Do you mean right. not the? Yeah, what started the shotgun? I think it was just a horn. So I can't oh, okay. really remember. Um, There's a couple of things I noticed this time that I hadn't possibly noticed much last time, or I wasn't aware of. It wasn't as bad. The Ar- Arlo White, the guy's kind of lead commentator, they're absolutely bigging it up too much. Like people are tuning in to watch the golf, and we understand that they have to try and sell it to us, and they have to try and sell it to other p- potential golfers who want to try and sign. 
all they keep talking about is how much fun. The players all have a huge smile on their face this week. They look so happy. Um, and it's like, right, okay, that's great. But I, I, I don't want the players to be unhappy, but I don't really care. I want to watch good golf. So that was a bit over the top. Um, so I kind of put it on. And it's, again, time was ticking down. It was like then the first tee. And as soon as the tee, like, they teed off, it just is golf. Yeah. Like, it, it's not revolutionary. It still is just golf. Yeah. So I watched a bit of it, and it was getting late, so I turned it off, and didn't watch much at all on Friday, and then Saturday, again, it was on so late, so I woke up Sunday morning, and again, one of the huge benefits with it being on YouTube is you can just, the stream there, it's like a five-hour, six-hour live stream that stays on YouTube, you can press play and watch it in its entirety if you wanted to, or I like just skipped across to like last few holes and then yeah. watched it and from there. The highlights video and there's a the highlights out. video. So in, in that way, it's, it is a good product. But I just watched it, and like Pat Perez shot like a million because his team won. He got like a share of a, stu- I can't remember what it was, it a share of a quarter of a million each or something stupid or whatever it was, maybe even more than that. Well, I think I mean, he made 750 grand. Right, well, there you go. So just just stupid money, which again, great. I think, I'm sure I'm sure each team, it, it's, each event, it's $3 million split four ways. Right. So it's like 750,000. Yeah, it's just each. insane. And I was reading about it on, online at the weekend and. Each player, the caddy gets accommodation paid for. Yeah. The players get four flights per tournament, apparently. So right. one in first class, which I imagine they take. Two, I think, in premium economy, so maybe for the wife and somebody else and the coach. And then one in just normal class, which I think is for the caddy or whoever they want to use it for. They get all put up in, obviously, five-star hotels. All the... Um, like, rides from the hotels to golf course are all covered in, obviously, like, them big, massive Mercedes or whatever. So the players, on the minimum, they're going to win $120,000. I understand why the players are so happy. Why they've got smiles on their faces. Yeah, but I don't know. I just watched it. I just, I just wasn't sure this time. I mean, I wasn't 100% sure last time. And then obviously at the end, Taylor Gooch said it felt like, he said, I've never played in the Ryder Cup or uh, played in the President's Cup. But I can't imagine it's much difference to this, which is a ridiculous comment. Yeah. Everyone's seen the crowds at the Ryder Cup and inherited the prestige of it. So that was a bit stupid. It just felt this time, and it probably was last time, I didn't feel it as much. It just felt very much they're trying to sell it to us and also trying to sell it to players who haven't yet signed up, who they're trying to sign. Yeah, I, I felt like this this week around, compared to London, I felt like London, whether it's because it was in the UK for us and in fact it was on our time zone and everything else, it felt like a bigger deal. It was the first event. It felt really like, oh my goodness, something's happening. Maybe people in Portland had that same feeling as we had when when it was in London but I just felt like yeah the time difference does play a big part certainly if you're here in the UK I mean I was really busy this weekend anyway like celebrating partying going out every night it's what I do do for my birthday you know what I mean rock and roll lifestyle but like nine o'clock on Friday we had friends round I'm not going to suddenly turn on live and, and kind of watch the golf so I didn't watch a great deal of it on on Thursday I didn't really watch any on Friday Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Friday, and then kind of Saturday, I was, I was with the family and everything else. And, you know, at 9 o'clock at night, I'm not going to start flicking it on. But there's a couple of things I did see from when I, when I watched it. The crowds still seemed very strong. Mm-hmm. Again, am I right in saying that they weren't free tickets this time, or were they still free? I think they were still free, but the, again, the, it's a weird on the crowds because they do look busy. But I think it's with certain groups. Right. So your DJs, groups, etc., naturally have a, a big following. There was one I saw online, and again, it, people things can be made look worse online. So you have to take that into account. I think it was um, Kevin Nars' group. There was like literally nobody walking around. That's mad. So I don't know. I mean, for the winner. Brandon Grace, believe it or not, if you go back way into the history of my YouTube channel, he was like my second or third video ever on the channel. He used to come down, he used to live in uh, Manchester when he first turned pro. He was signed by ISM, the management company, and he used to practice loads at, um, at uh, Mia when I used to be there. And then when I left Mia and joined Trafford, he kind of jumped over to me. We were quite friendly and he'd come and whack balls and I'd, I'd take a bit of data for him and send him videos back to his coach over in South Africa. And, um, you know, for him, brilliant. He's just won a ridiculous amount of money, like four million this year, four million this event, sorry. Last event, he made a fortune because that team won, yeah. his team won. I'm, I'm guessing the team did pretty well this time again. Like for the golfers, like I say, I'm not surprised they're walking around with a smile, but I still think it's still too grotesque in the money. I, I don't, I still don't want to watch because they're making money. Like, I think whether you said it or I watched the F1 a little bit this weekend. Again, not loads. I've had a busy weekend, so I've not managed to watch loads of, of sport in general. But when the F1's on this weekend, I'm not watching it because I know how much each driver's making. Like when Carlos Sainz wins, I'm like, brilliant. He's won. I love the fact he's won. He's not won yet. Brilliant. He deserves it. Amazing. Lewis Hamilton gets on the podium. Amazing. They've got the trophies. Amazing. All looks like live. That's what's happening at live. At the end of each event, the champagne's being popped, the, the ceremony at the end, brilliant. But there's one event there, the F1. I don't I don't care. I don't really care how much they get paid. I don't need to know. Like the golf, I don't care how much get they get paid. And I don't really need to know. I just feel like it's 
still too wrapped up in the money. And yeah. I, what does that disappear? Does it not? Does that become even more bold as these as these kind of events come on? Are the PGA Tour going to start to talk about a lot more money because obviously they're they're trying to pump more money into it? I just don't want it to become a sport where it's about money. Yeah, I, like, I, I think. Yeah, you're right. And I think the money at the minute is to get the big players playing and they want the big players playing to get the eyeballs and they want the eyeballs to make the product worth something, which it kind of does does make sense. I think my issue with it is that, well, my issue with golf, I suppose, and watching golf is I sat down on Thursday, I think it was, well, it was Thursday, and put the PJ Tour on. And without being disrespectful, most of the guys' names I didn't know. When you look yeah. at the leaderboard It was now, a pretty weak field, wasn't it, PJ it was, Tour and, this and year? It was, and that's not... This, this week. Yeah, and that's... I mean, obviously, still, if you win that event, you've still won a PJ Tour event. Hats off to you. It's incredible. That's great golf. And they'll win a, a load of money, and rightly so. But you should be watching the PJ Tour and seeing the best players. So I do think they have got some issues, the PJ Tour, and how many events they've got, and not always having the strongest field. And they have obviously addressed that for, I think it's next year, but more importantly, the year after, 2024, this new kind of whole, um, the way it's going to be. So uh, I'm kind of stuck. I think the idea of live and the shorter formats and being on YouTube and things that I quite like, it doesn't feel right. And I'm still not sure the PGA Tour is quite right. I don't know what I want as a yeah. fan, but it's still not quite there. I, I feel like I've, with all of this taking place, has made me possibly, and we've obviously alluded to it a lot this um this podcast already, I think it's made me fall in love more with the Open and the Masters. Yeah. Because... It, you get everything. You do. You get the heritage. Yeah. You get the best players. The prestige. You get the fact that, although it's still four rounds of golf, it's still, it's not that much commitment for a few days just to watch it and get it all in. Because you can do it twice or three times a year. Yeah, Like, exactly. if I said to my wife, it's the Open this week, she's like, okay, yeah. you're going to be sat in front of the TV every minute of every day watching yeah, she, this. She'll take the kids to dancing as a one-off. Like she knows that's what's going to yeah. happen. Where, on the PGA Tour, I'm not doing that every week. No. I'm not watching seven, eight hours of golf every night, every day. I just don't. It's just not what I do. Unlike the DP World Tour, unlike Live Golf, I'm not watching five hours on a Saturday night when I want to be having a good time and yeah. enjoying, my, enjoying my life. What I can't get my head around as well with Live is that they have got now some massive names, let's be honest, and they've just signed Paul Casey, so it's going to get you know even more big, big names. And it will get to the point soon where, at the moment, there's still a few names in there that I wouldn't know if they walk past me in the street. I imagine it'll get to the point in not too long, distant future where you know every single yeah. one. But equally, as good as I feel they have got, and they've obviously got some really good names, i.e. Dustin Johnson and Bryson, etc., the strongest names still are on the PJ Tour, and they've kind of come out now and said, I'm not going. And surely the amount they've been offered is only going to get less from now on. So if Rory, let's just say, I'm going to make a number up, let's just say Rory has turned down $200 million, which may or may not be true, but let's just say that's the amount that he's been offered and he's turned that down. Surely that was that the most it was ever going to be. It's only going to go down now as their field does get stronger. If they're not going now, they're never going to go. So if those, if the best players, like your Scottish Shefflers, your Rory's, your Marikawa's, your Will Zalatoris's, don't jump shit, the PJ Tour is still going to be the strongest field. So what does Live then become? Yeah. Does it just become? I don't know. I think the only difference is, is what's what's the new breed of these superstars? Yeah. And where where's this new breed of superstar going to put their alliance? Like now, let's say in 10 years time, okay, the year's 2032, and you've got, you're the best amateur in the world, and you've, you're ready to turn pro, and you're thinking, right, I want to turn pro. I want to make the most money. I want to have the most successful career. I want to get the highest world ranking. Well, then they're gonna have a, 
there's going to be players who who actually have decisions on whether they go PJ Tour, whether they go Live Tour. Like they're going to have those decisions. I do think Live will be uh, will ranked at some point. I think they're going to either co-sanction with the Asian Tour or whatever. They're going to the players are going to be able to get world ranking points. Um, it's just going to come down to money and heritage and whether whether it kind of aligns in their own in their own kind of mindset. And really. it still comes down to the majors because let's just say you had a young guy who was a great amateur who decided, right, I'm going to go to the Live Tour because the money's better. And he goes to the Live Tour and he wins six events in a row. Let's just say that happens, six events in a row. Obviously, like, oh my God, this guy is amazing. But then if he plays in the Open where you've got your Rory's, your Spiefs, your Zaltoruses, and he comes tied 30th. And then he plays in the Masters the next year and he comes tied 50th if he could even get in these tournaments that is he's thinking all right well yeah you win every week or every time there's a live event on but you're rubbish in the open Mm -hmm. like when the real guys are playing so you still still have to perform in the majors to prove that actually they are good do you get what i mean yeah you do it's really interesting time the other thing as well did you see this weekend uh, whether it was on the final day greg norman on the 18th pouring beer down people's throats and stuff and like chucking beers out and Mm -hmm. stuff different isn't it i'm not against <laughs> that in principle if he's doing it being genuine if it's just done for the cameras to make it look really cool that's a bit cringy it's just it's it just appears different people like you're not, liking it though you're not getting jay monaghan doing that on the 18th like i must admit before this week so jay monaghan is the commissioner at the pj tour i reckon if you'd asked a lot of quite hardcore pj tour fans pick jay monaghan in a, in a group of 10 i don't reckon people would be able to do it because he's just not public. Is not that a public good thing, facing. though? Possibly, yeah. But it's just, yeah, it's just now interesting. Yeah, yeah. The the differences. Like Greg Norman's the CEO of Live Golf. It's like he is very much is front it a, is and centre. A vanity project for him, though. Like I don't get me wrong. His name being such a big name in golf and a major champion would have helped have these conversations with the players and and give it that more bit more credibility. I suppose. But how much does the viewer need to know about Greg Norman? He's in it all. It's all over it. Yeah, he is. Is that just him getting a bit giddy? Like pouring people's beer, like throwing cans of beer out to the crowd. Like, it's like, come on, mate, you're the commissioner, you're the CEO. Truck out, truck out champagne if you're going to do it yeah. proper. Yeah, I don't know. And it's, as always, very keen to hear people's thoughts. If you're but watching like you this. said, people are liking it. People are. And also, I've noticed more people getting behind the team element. Some people still cringe at the names than I am. Some of the names are trash. Yeah. Um, and, and again, reading online that that's where this big, you know, live are putting a fortune into this. And initially, it's not about making any profit. Obviously, they, they're not going to do for a couple of years, well, a few years. The big thing is around getting these team franchises. Yeah. So again, using the F1 analogy, Red Bull come in and they spend however many million or billion to, to have a team. And that's where... The Red Bull crushers. Yeah, no, exactly. And that that is... That side of things, I think, does excite me. But at the moment, the teams are massive in afterthought. And I wasn't watching it thinking oh, well, if that goes in, then that team get this many points, and then, well, that they score this. It just felt like it was something they throw in after. Yeah. If they can really work that correctly, that could be exciting, that could be different. I think once the team, once the players, or, or the 48 players that they want, or is the actual 48 that's going to be playing every week, I think that's when you can start really yeah. building on this team element. Because at the moment, the, the teams are still quite fluid. Like Paul Casey, is he going joining the Crushers, which is oh, yeah, Bryson DeChambeau's team. team. You see the little Skype Zoom call? Yeah. I'd say what is quite interesting, how much the players are posting about it. 
considering... I think that's part of the deal. I know, but considering they wanted all this free agency and all this kind well, of exactly. like... Well, exactly. They're not, are they? All this control. It's the opposite. They, they are. They Rem- must be getting told what to employees. Post. Yeah. You've gone from, in theory, I mean, I don't know the ins and outs, but as a PJ Tour player to now, you're the opposite because you're under contract to play the eight events this year. The 14, I think, it's actually going to be next year. Cause it was meant to be 10, but I think they've jumped it to 14. I right, think next okay. Year. I think they have. Don't quote me on that. And it will be 14 the year after. They're all doing the post, the correct hashtags, the correct ads. Obviously, it'll be the management doing it, I guess. It feels like they're actually less of a... And, I, and again, you know, players like Paul Casey, no disrespect to him, an amazing golfer, done very well in the majors, although he's never won a major. When If he was one of the first signings, I'd be like, okay, did he, does he add much to it now to mm. you? Does he, does he make you think... Like, Pat Perez as well, they look at them and think, oh, it's names I've heard of, admittedly, but does that really add that much? And do you think they're on, like, just a two-year lease almost a two-year contract well possibly obviously paul casey's been out with injury got a bad back, I, mean. I think it is so he's obviously just looking at the money um because there's, there's got to be a point if if it does go really positive and suddenly you are getting a much bigger tidal wave of pga tour players coming along there's got to be a point where a pat perez gets pushed out 100 percent, because he's just not the, the guy yeah. he's not the best for the guy for now yeah yeah interesting times gonna go a bit deep here okay topic. i thought we were deep already no, <laughs> basically um I get annoyed, like most people, that I don't play the level of golf when I go play that I expect to, sh- to, to to shoot or to play like, for example. So I know when I play well, I can shoot around level par on my local golf course. But I also, more often than not, don't do that. I think that's just golf, isn't it? Like we, we've said this many a times, we don't really play to our true potential very often. And we recently, as we did in that little, uh, well, in that video on the main channel last week, which was like like a podcast style, you can it for your friend, John Beasley, at the Open Qualifying. If you want to watch that, we'll look on Rick's channel. It's one of the last videos that's been out there. Watching those guys made me realise something about golf. And it's going to sound a bit weird, this. And I'm, I'm hoping I can articulate it how I want to. And I'm hoping it might give a few people out there a bit more of a realisation about potentially what golf is and what it can be. So we were walking around St. Anne's Old Links and there was guys who are tour professionals, elite amateurs, who are trying to play in the open. And to someone like John, your friend, that was just more of a dream. Why not? Nailed it and got through the first stage, got to the final bit and obviously didn't perform as well as he could do and didn't get through. You know, you see some tour pros there who, who really need to be getting in to, to try and make money to survive, to pay the bill, to pay the mortgage. And we've seen that tour school. We went to European Tour Qualifying School. And there's guys out there who are literally playing six rounds of golf, whatever, to try and make ends meet. And it's not always as, as glorified being it's on tour, is it? We've said this before. Like, we have a James it's Robinson. It's hard. It is. And it's, it's really re- hard. And for these guys... If they miss a putt on the last hole, that means that they miss out on playing in the Open or getting the European Tour card or making some money for that week. That really means something. Yeah, That's their job. For people like me who just play golf for fun, it doesn't really. And it got me thinking that like, actually, watching these guys, it made me feel better about myself, that I am an all right golfer, a club standard. I'm probably a bit better, well, better than average, but not brilliant. For me, golf doesn't have to be about score. It doesn't have to be about how well I play. It's more about what golf actually is. And I was thinking this, it does sound a bit weird, a bit deep, but I'm hoping, again, I can say it how I want to say it. But, like, for me, golf is about the places that you go and see. Not even just the actual golf course, but the local places around. If you go away for it, when we've been filming, and you go to a a random town or something, you would never go to other than to go to the local golf course. 
or the people that you meet that you, you, you end up playing golf with. And there was a weird one the other day where I went to my local golf course to play, and I was chatting in the pro shop, and a lad who used to go to school with came into the pro shop, and he was going out playing. He said, oh, do you want to come join me? I'd not seen him for probably, let's just say, five or six years. He went to my school, um, used to play a bit of golf with him, but we're not like best pals, but like we're kind of friendly, got each other on Facebook kind of thing. And for nine, we played 11 holes, either nine and 17 and 18. We didn't stop talking, right? Chatting, 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 hitting golf shots, obviously, and whatever. Now, I'm a fairly confident lad, and he's quite a confident lad as well. But if I just had to, like, sit in a car with him for two hours, I would have felt dead awkward. Like, what mm, do I talk about? What do I do? Yeah. It? On the golf course, you just for me, it just comes dead naturally. And I don't know, I just had this weird, like, realisation of the day that, like, actually, if you... We get emails so often from people saying, oh, I've, I've quit golf or I want to quit golf because I can't break this certain score. That's such a shame. Mm. I think, like, unless you are playing for your living, you need to see it as just more than just getting a score. It's it's everything, the friends that you make, the memories that you make. If you start when you're a junior, it's the manners it teaches you, you know, the being honest and respectful, how to talk to adults, things like that. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to get at other than yep. just that golf isn't just about score. And it just, it's sad when you see, get so many emails from people saying, I'm going to quit because I can't break hundred. There's, there's more to it. Yeah. It's not, it's not all about score and it's, and it's not all about, um, like money as we just talked about yeah. a minute ago. Like, I feel like that's what's being shown a lot at the moment in golf. And it's not like, I'm going to read this very quick text I actually got from John after watching that video on the weekend. And it, it's, it's really interesting because I felt, I felt a bit strange after caddying for him last week. It was like he just didn't play as good as he could do. So he watched the video and he really enjoyed it. And he said, um, I watched the video. Uh, thank you so much. You did me proud considering I had a nightmare. Um, great two days. And I think it's brought our friendship closer than it already was. You're a great friend to me. Aww. And I thought, that's mad that. Because that, that was like, I also felt that as well. Yeah. Like We went through something together there that was like, brings us closer together and we'll talk about it in 20 years time like set over a whiskey hopefully outside yeah. you know in my in my penthouse suite at st andrews <laughs> but it, it's that it's that idea that like i met him through golf yeah a load of my like literally a load of my friends i met through golf like if it wasn't from golf growing up it was golf through college or being a professional golfer or playing in different events or different circumstances like even now right now like we might be filming with tubes mm-hmm. we wouldn't have met him through golf would we yeah. paul sturges yeah wouldn't have met him through golf like tommy fleetwood or lee westwood or any of these guys that now i consider somewhat friends like that's it's an amazing kind of sport that none of that have i just said meant score yeah did it exactly. none, of what, none of what i just said then meant about score and like he said that to me john said that to me after having a nightmare but it was like it was actually more the experience, hundred percent, and that's it. You know, it's so unique that you can go and play these golf courses that the Open is held at. Now I know some of them are very hard to get on and very expensive. It's not as as easy as that, but equally you can. You, know, you can go and play a golf course where Tiger rolled in a famous putt, or there was a Seve shot, whatever it might be. It's very rare in other sports to do that. You know, you can also play it till you are very old as well. Again, which is very hard for most sports. We have the handicap system, so you can play a friendly match with somebody and have it fairly competitive even though you're very different in abilities, which, again, is quite hard to get in other sports. You know, you can play with children, you can play with your wife, all these different... I don't know, I just think... and I don't kind of know what I'm trying to get at, other than the fact that for people listening who get annoyed about playing badly, which I certainly do, I'm really trying to take a different mindset to it and just look at golf as being more about actually 
what it brings other than just the art. Because if you're just playing to play well, it, unfortunately, it's going to be one in every 10 times, probably, at best. And the other nine, you're going to be disappointed. If you look at it as just more than that, I think you'll be more often happy than you are sad. Yeah, no, I agree. Nice touch. Thank you. I don't Eric, know what that was. Right, Eric Anders Lang there. It was a little Have bit. You? you start wearing a cat backwards and, hey, man, how you doing? It's your boy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that was a bit of a, of a random kind of I like tangent it. there. But yeah, I don't know. I just think it's frustrating. Um, so another thing to talk about, I was at the range yesterday trying to hit some balls. Yes. And I was having a go of the new Top Tracer game, which I know you've done an Instagram reel on. I wanted to talk about this game because we, we've obviously discussed Top Tracer a lot before and how it does, let's be honest, it's fun. It elevates your practice. It can be quite competitive if you go with a friend. They've just launched a new game where you hit 30 shots. It's called Top Tracer 30. I think this could be a revolution to practice. Talk to me. Well, first off, I think it's very important, and this is why I wanted to set up the podcast in the very, very first instance, that and this is not officially announced just yet, but I've just signed to be a Top Tracer ambassador, global ambassador. I know you know this. I'm saying it's like, <laughs> you, like you didn't know. What? <laughs> Shock. So um, because, to be honest with you, I think so highly of the software and, yes. and the and the system because it has definitely made practice and going to driving range more enjoyable for the masses. Yes. It really has. So whether that's going to Top Golf, which is owned by kind of Top Tracer, similar business, or actually just going to a Top Tracer driving range where where now it is so accurate. It's so enjoyable. The games are so realistic. And Top Tracer 30 is this new concept where it's 30 golf shots and all 30 golf shots are different. Sometimes you're hitting a, a tee shot. Sometimes you're hitting a approach shot. Sometimes you're hitting a short pitch. It From the shot that you hit and the handicap you've inputted into the system, it'll give you a strokes gained. Yep. It, whether it was positively or negatively. Yeah. So if you've hit a better shot than than the system would say your handicap would mean you would do, you're going to get a shot back. Yeah. If you've hit a worse shot, if you put it in a bunker or you miss the green from short range or you or you short side yourself, you're going to lose shots on the show. And, and what's gained. good with that is because you put in your handicap before it. So again, my handicap is four. Don't I really play to it anymore? I put that in and I hit some shots, like some good drives that were quite long and down the middle of the fairway. So it was like positive 0.2. And what that basically means is that if you're playing with, let's just say, 100 other four handicappers and we all hit our tee shots, I would be better than the average. Yeah. But then equally, if you're hitting a seven iron in and you miss the green, as a four handicap, you probably should be putting that on the green within a, maybe like say 35, 40 foot, whatever it would be. You then might kind of lose strokes gained. So it actually helps you realise what parts of your game are good for your standard and what parts you need to work on. Well, it showed me that my driving is my strength yeah. and my pitching is my weakness. Well, we, yeah. And it doesn't lie. No. So quite simply. The other good thing as well, it can it can track it on the app and the app's so easy to use that you can continue to go to your top tracer range and actually work on your previous score. Like, can you beat it? Can you get better and better and better and better? Um but the other thing is, you mentioned, it puts pressure on your practice. 100%. And I think that's sometimes really hard to do. Like, well, certainly when you're on your own, I think sometimes if you go with a mate and it becomes a bit of a nearest the pin competition or, you know, we'll buy a drink at the end, you might feel your heart race a little bit faster. But doing that on your own is very, very difficult unless you're competing against yourself almost. And that's what Top Tracer allows you to do. So the system's really good. It's definitely worth trying. A lot of ranges now, certainly now at Trafford, it becomes free with the golf balls that you buy. 
Um, I think still some ranges you have to actually hire top tracer, but it is bloody good. Well, you know what's really funny? I am one of these people that always says how I hit the ball well on the range, but then I can't take it to the golf course. My eyes were opened at the weekend. So the other day, I think I've been to the range twice this weekend or recently. I did this top tracer 30 for the first time, put my handicap in as four, did the 30 shots. I got 4.9. So I was, I was over the moon with yeah. that. I was really, literally played essentially to my handicap over the moon. I went yesterday and hit some warm-up shots, hitting it, what I thought was quite good. Did the top tracer 30, or attempted to. Got to about shot 15. My handicap was like 18. I was like, oh my God, I'm hitting it terrible. I'll start again, right? Started again. Got to about shot 20, and it was like your handicap's 12. And I was like, oh, I'm going to start again, right? Started again. I thought, actually, I can't be bothered. I'm going to just go back onto normal mode and hit some more balls. Hit some more balls, again, hitting it what was perceived as quite well, and then went home. And I was on the phone to my wife, born to death. I was saying, oh, I was hitting the ball really well at the range, but then I'll go to the course tomorrow. I bet I can't keep it straight. And I actually thought, wait a minute. I've not hit it well at the range. I've hit some nice strikes. But both times I attempted the top trace of 30 and quit each time. I was yeah. well over my handicap. Yeah. And that's, I think, because when I'm at the range, I, I class everything off strike. If I strike one that's quite good, I think I'm hitting it well. But actually, when you've got a target to aim at a certain distance to try and get it to, you might hit a quite good strike, but pull it or push it. It might be 25 foot away from the green. Or it might be more. That would actually be a bad shot on the golf course. Yeah. I think the other thing on driving range as well, most of the time you're trying to hit it fairly full out. Yeah. Well, let's say when, you, when you're on top tracer 30 or just on top tracer in general trying to get to a pin, sometimes you've got to hit those like little three-quarter, you're in between clubs, and you, you never really practice them, let's be honest. Nobody really practices getting that absolute gauged in. But when you're hitting more into a simulated situation, you've got to try and play about with it a little bit more. I agree. Um, just a quick one then. How far in are we, Matt? 55. I think I'm going to wrap this one up now, but um, we would love some more emails. So if you are watching this or listening to this and you want to email us, um, the email address is really simple. It's podcast at rickshields.com. We'll also, if you're watching this on video, we'll put it below there. So you can just literally see it that easily. Um, because when we do the podcast in St. Andrews, if we do that, which I think there's a good chance we will, the audio ones, we might do some kind of randoms, just like read loads of emails, just Great. do a bit, bit. So if you've got anything you want to ask us, if you've got a dear Rick for Rick, obviously, um, email them in. And we will get through some of them, have a bit of a bonus banter podcast. Love it. Banter podcast. You asked a question before on Twitter. I'm going to answer some yes. of them quickly. Matty Rowan says, will Rick ever try and qualify for the Open again or even the US Open? No, no, and no, no, no. No, 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 I've no, realised no. it's too bloody hard. Uh, where's Rick going to be hanging out at the Open? I'm not coming all the way from NC. Who? Where? North Carolina, potentially. Yeah, let me have a look on his profile. Let me stalk him. Give me okay. a second. This is Alex Drake. Someone said, hey, guy, how many times have you beaten Rick when recording Break 75? I actually don't know if I have. Have I? Um, where have we played? together Birkdale did I do, no I don't know I've had a couple of good ones but I, I feel like Birkdale you might have done I but think this had, year any I don't this, think year? this year I should I, I tell you what jokes aside St Andrews should have been close but I obviously messed up big time on 16, 17 yeah, you, and should you should have beat me I know it's all ifs and buts but that, that was a close one but yeah I've Presswick no no um, I don't keep town, score no. I, 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 I keep sound silly if I'm playing well I keep score and as soon as I have a bad hole or lose a ball I just stop counting yeah um, where am I going to be hanging out? Alex has asked. Um, Sky Sports uh, Banter Zone. Uh, 
<laughs> I'm working for MasterCard, so anywhere the MasterCard hospitality is, I'll be boozing. Um, James T, what has happened to Ricky Fowler? <laughs> I don't know. I can imagine him signing for live. Yeah, there's been a lot is, of He's really good friends with JT and, and Jordan. Does friendship get lost for money? Yeah. Um, he earns a lot off course, though, as well. I don't know if he'll need it. Hamish Walker said, did you sort your friend out with a new driver after you broke his at the range? Um, no, um, because we need a shaft. There was one in there, but it's not actually yours. It's a golf bidder one, so you need to bring one in, please. Alex McCann, is Sam Horsfield wasting his career by joining Liv? Hmm. That's just real. It's just so hard. I don't know. Yeah. Time will tell. I don't you know, know. You know as well, like, you never know. And this isn't about Sam, I'm, I'm, but you never know with some of these guys that have what other situation they might have outside. They might have family who might have needs for money. You just don't know. If no. someone gets offered a load of money at a young age, it's up to them, isn't it? John Whitehurst, if a YouTuber's team were invited in to live, the tubers, I'd change the name first off, would Rick be tempted? As long as I'm captain and I'm on more money than DJ. <laughs> But never. <laughs> and if I shoot 85 every time, come dead last. I don't think so, no. Um, while Rick did question old Bluey not long ago, he did rock it in the last break 75. Oh, yeah, you were saying you were questioning it. You weren't sure and if it was I rock still... it? Oh, on that par five. I don't know what last... Yeah. I, I, I don't want three-wood enough. I'm tempted to change my three-iron. We were speaking about this earlier today. But I don't know why she be that so good today. <laughs> I know, I have it it's really good, to be honest, yeah. Really, you know, I think really you need good. to do probably more, which I don't think you do. Is have them well, you've obviously got a lot of golf clubs, but have like a rotating set. So I've got like 16 clubs now. I've got a seven wood and a two iron and a three iron, and I'll alternate which where I'm going. Some parcels oh, have arrived. Nice. Yes. Um, That'll be some news soon. So maybe you should do that a bit more. Maybe you should have like a, a five that you sometimes put in or a two iron, depending yeah, that's on. That's not a bad shout. I think today, three iron was actually not that bad of a choice in the end because you used it quite a lot. But yeah. would a two iron have been on paper better? But I hit three wood once. That was it. I honestly think this is a silly thing to say, but I'm going to say it. I would rather sometimes have no three-wood in the bag, but I feel like only having one wood with a head cover on looks and feels weird. Yeah. So I could go three, I could drive it, two iron and then three I iron. I would have liked a two and three today and not you, have a three-wood. Yeah. That's true. Maybe I need some rotating clubs. Um, da, 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 da. Well, there's lots of live questions. Um, Covered a lot of that, I think. How many holes do you think you could play using one ball only? Honestly, five would be great for me at the minute. <laughs> I played all the way around, not lost the ball today. Um, how are you? No, really, how are you? Me. Either of us. All right. I'm good. Anyway, I think that's the last question. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. We've got a really good video coming this week. Is that right? Always got, always got good videos coming every week. Every single Sometimes week. Sometimes the ones aren't as good. Sometimes the ones that are quite bad. And I might be playing golf four times this week. Well, Today was once. Yeah. Tomorrow, Wednesday. Possibly yeah. Friday. Too much golf. Right, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see We're you all soon. We're going to do a little soon. dance then. Um, like and subscribe, and that is Do a little it. dance to end the podcast so that people have to come and watch it. Oh, wow. That, yeah. If you've little wowzers, if you're listening to this, you need to watch the YouTube version. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> On the not note, I'm out. <laughs>